1: Hey, yo, Fro Wrestling Podcast listeners, help us out and click subscribe to show your support. And while you're at it, if you are sick and tired of dropping $60 to $100 every single year for the latest and greatest wrestling video games, stop immediately. Go to Wrestler Unstoppable, available exclusively through Facebook, totally free. Create your own wrestler, sign contracts, get involved in storylines, headline pay-per-views, even build your own corporation all included in Wrestler Unstoppable, available now to all Facebook users totally free. If you want to become a member of the Fro Wrestling Podcast family and want to get your name in the shout-outs like our buddy Harold in St. Louis, thank you, Harold, as always for being a great contributor, check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Fro Wrestling Podcast and sign up today. Don't forget our loyalty rewards program that allows any $25 contributor to co-host an episode of Going Live with me, and for our $10 a month contributors, you'll be entered into a drawing for one winner to also have an opportunity to co-host host an episode of going live with me I do have a special shout out tonight to Brendan Johnson and Lansdale I know Brendan's tuning in tonight thank you Brendan and we appreciate your support one of our newest subscribers so thank you for that and uh, otherwise what I wanted to talk to you guys about tonight is a lot of everything there is so much going on in the world of professional wrestling it has been a little while since we've been on the air we've had some things going on but you know what that just gives us all the more to talk about it's been an exciting exciting week also, we have a little bit of a little assistance we're asking for from our our listeners if you are tuning in using iTunes. Do me a favor and give us a rating on iTunes. If we're terrible, tell us that. If we're fantastic, tell us that. But give us a rating on iTunes. Click subscribe in YouTube. Whatever social media platform you use to access this show, by all means, give us thumbs up. Give us a comment. Something that helps us get the word out to even more people. You guys are the driving force behind this podcast. And we always want to look to you guys as our first line of of promotion. You guys are our our, our big our big selling point. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this live episode of the Fro Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget, by the way, fan voting in the round one of the all-time dream match tournament is going on right now. All right, we're going to close the voting for that tomorrow night. That would be Monday night right after Raw. You can go to frowrestling.com and click on the fan vote tab, and you can cast your vote. Every match in the first round is what Uh, A lot of the comments I've gotten over the last year, what the different dream matches are. There's a few I had to patchwork together, because let's face it, we got to have an even bracketed field. But some really interesting matches in round one. Round two, assuming that some of the matches go the way I think they will, based on the way you guys have voted in the past, should be also very exciting. I can't wait to see what you guys do with this dream match tournament. Uh, If you have questions, you have comments, concerns, anything that you would like to talk about while we're on the air... The Make sure you hit the chat feature in the Spreaker app, the iTunes wherever you're getting this this uh, this broadcast. And if nothing else, make sure you go tune into the Fro Wrestling Sound offline at 267-642-1160. Call us and give us your questions, your comments, anything you want us to get on the air for a future episode is a talk to text service where whatever you pose to us in a question form on on the phone will be converted and texted to us we can get that into one of our future episodes, all right? And if you're new to the Fro Wrestling podcast, if you've never tuned in one of our live shows, or if you've never been with us before, go to our homepage, www.frowrestling.com. There's a lot of information there. Preview all the topics coming to the Fro Wrestling Podcast. It's a great way to come up with the questions that you want to ask on the Fro Wrestling Sound Offline. In addition, there's our editorial articles in the Infro's Corner section where I'm writing articles for you guys about various topics in water professional wrestling. Hopefully going to have an announcement shortly about some other uh, article publishing websites that I might be participating in, so keep tuned into that. And we'll see where things go from there. But in the meantime, we're going to get going with the wrestling news for the week. And, and look, I'm just going to be honest here. I, I got to do this at the start of the show because if I don't, I'll forget to do it. This week was a very big week. It is the 46th birthday it's to The Rock.
0: Birthday. That's
1: right. It's The Rock's birthday this past week. Happy Turning birthday. 46 years old. Happy birthday to The Rock. But he's not the only one. Birthday. The big boss man. Stu Hart. Happy Mr. Fuji. Good old Mr. Fuji, Colt Cabana, Brian Knobs, Owen Hart, Will Ospreay, and Hercules, all with birthdays this week. So congratulations to all of our birthday recipients this week. It's always great to give those guys a shout-out on their special days. So... Happy birthday to all those talents in the world of professional wrestling. couple tidbits we're going to get to before we get to the big stuff. This episode is the Backlash Prediction Show. So we want to make sure we get to that at the end of the show. But ahead of that... New Impact Twitch show coming soon, going to be hosted by former WWE Intercontinental and United States Champion. It's going to be a great show, Santino Morella contributing to the Impact Wrestling uh, revolution of sorts. Their brand has really been making some great strides lately, and I'm glad to see that they're bringing in, not to wrestle, But to have a show on Twitch to give more information to the fans about Impact Wrestling, I'm just going to be honest with you. If you're paying close attention right now to the wrestling world, Impact Wrestling is really making a push to put on some amazing, amazing matches. Bringing in certain talents, title changes going on, new bookers, new management, and it really is a new product. So please, if you haven't checked out a lot of Impact Wrestling recently, get into it take a look at it, see what they have to offer because it's great, Ring of Honor has been very solid lately, New Japan Pro Wrestling they're going to be involved in this episode also great things happening in New Japan some things I'm very excited about before we get to the ones that everybody knows about and Lucha Underground by the way, I got to give a shout out to Lucha Underground season 4 coming very soon at the beginning of April, but ITV in the United Kingdom has announced that they're going to have season 1 of World of Sport which is going to be another wrestling option for diehard wrestling fans out there, my understanding is going to be a 10 episode season. Uh, It's going to be run in in an old school European style and I'm curious to see how this all shakes out. There is so much talent. The United Kingdom is rich with talent and at this point, any uh, wrestling uh, promotion in the world that comes out and can get television exposure is a good thing for the business. There are so many people out there who if you go back maybe 20, 30 years yes, you had a territorial thing going on. People could go to different areas and make a good living, but the reality is there wasn't the kind of exposure we have now, social media, YouTube channels. You could tune into YouTube right now and you could watch professional wrestling from Israel, Saudi Arabia, go to South Africa, Australia, China, Japan, Korea, you name it. You can get professional wrestling promotions from all those places, South America, uh WXW in in Germany, Progress, and ICW in the United Kingdom, stuff all over Canada. So there is so much out there. And the beautiful thing right now about pro wrestling, and the reason this ITV announcement is such a good thing, is none of it is bad. I haven't seen a bad show in quite a while. It doesn't really matter who it was. All of the different companies seem to be really putting a concerted effort into putting out the absolute best product they can, with the exception... Of WWE, which leads us to one of our topics of conversation tonight. WWE versus New Japan, the booking. Which brand is booking better? And this came up because I've I've been getting some comments from, from some of our listeners who were asking about... Brock Lesnar defeating Roman Reigns at Greatest Royal Rumble. Yes, I know it controversial finish. I'm not here to debate the, the controversial finish. You all, as well as I know, that that is purposely done. That's part of the storyline is for him to crash through in one person's feet, not to touch, and all this other nonsense. But the booking of the two brands... Brock Lesnar retaining that championship some people are starting to feel like he's had the belt just too long which I find curious because when CM Punk had it nobody had a problem with it now I think the problem with Brock Lesnar is the guy only defends the title like five times a year he only shows up like 10 times a year and CM Punk was the every night guy I get that I do I respect CM Punk to a level that I can't even possibly describe and I respect his title reign a lot more but when you think about it when the champions are chosen it's not like these guys are going out there CM Punk didn't have a bigger workload than and Cesaro or anybody else for that matter he was just the guy that they chose to give the ball to to run with so when you think about it in those terms people like Seth Rollins Finn Balor Samoa Joe people like that who are on the road all the time AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura Sami Zane Kevin Owens you name it those guys all are a part of the booking of the brand and here's the issue I have people complain about Brock And now this week, I got some complaints about Kazuchika Okada, who retained the IWGP Championship this week again. They both have held their championships, he and Brock Lesnar, for an extended period of time, which is starting to frustrate people that they want a new champion. Now, I will tell you, I think both championships are going to change. They're going to change very soon. I think Brock Lesnar is just being primed for the right person to take the belt off him. And it may not be Roman Reigns right now. I actually think it shouldn't be Roman Reigns right now. I want you to think about it for a minute. The guy had a match at WrestleMania. He lost. He had a rematch, and he lost. How many times does he get a shot? Because here's what happens. If you give him another chance, another opportunity at the world champion or the universal championship and he wins should Brock Lesnar not get at least two rematches maybe three since that's the number of opportunities that Roman Reigns had to get the title if you don't do that then it makes you look like it's a complete bs schmas booking and it looks horrible to the fans we're not dumb we're smart fans if you weren't a smart fan you wouldn't be tuning into this show because this show is for smart mark fans just like me so that's just one little piece of the puzzle that I that I'm thinking of this evening. In addition, with Kazuchika Okada, he has been IWGP champion for a significant amount of time breaking all sorts of records and uh, it, it probably is time for him to transition the title to somebody else as well i honestly think new japan's a little concerned that okada has made several ventures to the united states to be present during wwe events and even though he consistently says he's staying with new japan pro wrestling which i hope he does doesn't mean he's definitely going to do that. His contract runs out at the end of the year. He can go anywhere he wants at the end of that contract. And I think by keeping him as champion, New Japan is trying to set the standard for his career and keep him as the man to keep him from going to WWE and being on a WrestleMania card. Um, Kenny Omega, on the other hand, he uh, he's somebody that New Japan has booked horribly. You have him in main event matches with somebody like Okada, and then he goes into being United States champion, losing to Jay White, getting into the Golden Lovers, and now like it's just it's this spiral of, you know, you got the Bullet Club breaking down situation. It's been booked really strange. So I'm, I would argue that WWE, they don't know how to seem that, they don't really know how to book anything right now. It's, like this Backlash card coming up doesn't even have the teeth that you would hope you would have at a Backlash event, but New Japan's booking is starting to get soggy as well. And that's a problem, because that leaves all the pressure on Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling to pick up the slack and give us great quality matches. Um, I I don't know, we'll have to keep our eyes on that. I do know Kenny Omega, speaking of him, he will be at the All In event, Cody Rhodes announced that, he was dishing the dirt on Kenny Omega, saying that he's one of the three best wrestlers in the world, and the other two are already on the card, making reference to himself himself and Kazuchika Okada, who will also appear at their all-in event, which should be a great show. But speaking of great shows, i got to share this with you, and this is a special shout-out to my buddy Dino Santa, the owner and promoter for the Worldwide Wrestling Alliance last weekend holding their 38th anniversary show at the Quakertown Farmer's Market. It was a great show. They had all their talents there, crowned a new world champion, uh, saw a a great turn in the match at the end of the match. It was just a great, great show. If you are ever able to get to Zern's Farmer's Market on the second Saturday of any month or the fourth uh, Saturday of the month at Quakertown Farmer's Market, check out Worldwide Wrestling Alliance. Uh, Congratulations to them on their 38th anniversary. Uh, it was released this week, there was in the news, that the original plans for Braun Strowman's tag title match was for he to have Bobby Lashley as his tag team partner. And apparently, those plans fell apart. They decided to hold off on Lashley till the uh, Raw following WrestleMania. And my opinion is, that was a horrible, horrible creative decision. Because what you ended up doing was, one, you missed out on an opportunity to really get Bobby Lashley over. He's I feel like he's been flat. Since he returned. In addition, you put Nicholas out there, which has been a laughing stock of the wrestling community, to, you know, almost on the level of David Arquette winning the world title back from WCW days. Um, but the original plan was to have Bobby Lashley. They should have gone that route. That's why we're seeing Bobby Lashley team with Braun Strowman now against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That was already in the cards. That was in the works already. This could have been for the tag team championship. Instead... We've got the Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy thing. I'm okay with them being champion because it gives them both something of substance to do since their characters aren't being pushed as legitimate threats to the universal championship on raw. So I'm cool with that, but you gotta wonder how different things could have been had Stroman and Lashley been the ones walking out of WrestleMania with the tag team championship. Uh, speaking of some other planning and some crazy stuff going awry this week, Corey Graves was in the news, some drama because of some comments he put on Twitter. Uh, he was, he's very vocal, about being frustrated about the women not being featured at the greatest Royal Rumble. There's been a lot of conjecture about that pay-per-view. And I understand it. I get it. I understand it completely. And I agree with you. Look, here's the thing, though. It is a business that you're in business to make money. You're not in business to lose money. So, if that's the case, WWE should logically take the $40 million and put on the show. I think that uh, the big hoopla that they were giving after the women appeared in the commercial for the dual-branded pay-per-views, I think that was a little much. I watched the commercial back. There was nothing remotely suggestive in the video. And many of the women at ringside, at the Greatest Royal Rumble, if you pay close attention, were not dressed all that differently themselves. So, I think it was something blown way out of proportion, done on purpose, probably to get media attention, if nothing else. But uh, Yeah, Corey Graves had a little bit of heat because he totally was on the side of the women and thought they should have been included in some way. Uh, Speaking of the Greatest Royal Rumble and this whole topic, the Women's Revolution versus the Greatest Royal Rumble, when you look at these two things, two huge things, the Women's Revolution is starting to feel, for me, like the Greatest Royal Rumble in that it started out being so organic, right, when we heard about the Greatest Royal Rumble, we are like, wow, they're going to do these 50 guys and all these special appearances. This is going to be amazing. Daniel Bryan will be there, and Kurt Angle will be competing, Chris Jericho, and it sounded really exciting. Same thing with the Women's Revolution. You had, you know, the four horsewomen of wrestling. You have all, all these great matches, but that both of those, those things have fallen by the wayside. They really have. First off, the Greatest Royal Rumble, as anybody who watched the show can tell you, it was not a good show. That was not a good pay-per-view. One, no championships changed hands when all of them were defended. That seems a little weird. I understand they crowned new tag team champions, but that's because they had to. But my point is... There there was just no energy in the room. When Braun won at the end, it was like a little pop there. But otherwise, relatively stagnant pay-per-view. And the women's revolution has felt that way a long time, too. You've got more women talent in WWE right now than they have ever had in their company's history. And they just don't seem to know how to book them anymore. It's like all their big shows. How do we? How do we book this stuff? Ronda Rousey, the big thing about her coming to WWE was she was going to work a full time schedule. I haven't seen her wrestle since Mania. Get putting an arm bar on Mickey James is not wrestling. She should have come out the night after WrestleMania and wrestled Mickie James, if that's what you want to do. She should come out the next week and wrestle somebody. Put some local jobbers in there if you don't want her to beat up your major, major stars and you want to save those feuds for later in the year. Whatever you have to do. But you got to give an opportunity for the women's revolution to flourish. Same thing with the Greatest Royal Rumble. You know, you hand out a championship belt to Braun that disappears the next night on television. Nowhere to be seen. Doing away with it already. You know, it's just, it's weird. And it's all an indictment on WWE's booking. They have been terrible as of late. Major championship changes at the Impact Wrestling tapings. Here's one of my problems with Impact Wrestling. They keep taping months and months and months of shows, and then they have to to put things out there that are out of order. So let let me explain. And I'm not trying to ruin this for anybody. If you're a diehard Impact Wrestling fan, like, tune out for the next 15 seconds. But... When you take the championship off Austin Aries and put it on Pentagon Jr., I'm fine with that. They do that at the Redemption pay-per-view. But then the very next day at their TV taping, you have him lose the championship back to Austin Aries. On top of that, you have a live show taking place after the tapings where Pentagon Jr. will then walk to the ring, still being marked as champion because the episode where he loses the title won't air for several weeks. You have another episode that you recorded while he still walked out with the championship belt that took place after he lost the belt back. So I understand keyfabe, and I understand, you know, recording your, your matches ahead of time. But gosh, like, just record them in order. Is it really that hard? All right, so I see the I see the match come out. I see Pentagon win the championship. Then I see him do the tag match that he's going to do on the one-weeks episode. Then I see him do this other match that he's doing. Then I see him lose the title. Then I see the rematch, and that's it. Why you got to book it out of order? Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I didn't want to forget, I, I should back up a little bit on the Greatest Royal Rumble. I thought what was really cool in the news this week about that event was about the Saudi Prince and that he wanted to see the Ultimate Warrior, Yokozuna and The Undertaker at the Greatest Royal Rumble. And I find it fascinating somebody who sounds like, that would make you think he was obviously a wrestling fan at some point, probably when he was younger, didn't even know that the Ultimate Warrior and Yokozuna had both passed away in, in recent years. That's kind of sad. That is a big part Of why we got to see that huge Samoan looking dude come to the ring. Because he was kind of filling the role of Yokozuna. Absolutely ridiculous. But I just had to throw that out there. That that, that the prince of Saudi Arabia couldn't even get straight. Who's alive and who's no longer with us. Kind of sad. Just saying. Ring of Honor in the news this week. They have the Ring of Honor Television Championship matches. Big news in the world of wrestling because Austin Aries, the Impact Wrestling World Champion, and he holds championships all over the globe right now, will get his Ring of Honor Television Championship match at War of the Worlds which I think is a great idea, taking on Silas Young. It's a great match. It's a great idea. If he wins the title, it's even more fascinating with this working relationship, apparently, that he's establishing between Impact and Ring of Honor. And then you have Impact having their deals with Lucha Underground. I would love to see him go to Lucha Underground and take their title, walk around with all three of those belts, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and Lucha Underground. Think about what that means to the bigger landscape of professional wrestling right now. What that means is is that companies are willing to work together for a common good and give fans the absolute best product. That's what it's supposed to be about. It's not supposed to just be about marketing. That's what WWE does. That's why their programming sucks. Because all they're worried about is pushing T-shirts and wristbands instead of delivering the best wrestling action in the ring, and it's been like that since way back in WWF days. Back when you know Hulk Hogan was battling Andre the Giant, when Andre could barely lumber around the ring. Yes, I watched the the documentary for someone who who asked this week. Yeah, I watched the documentary. I thought it sucked. It was more of like a Hulk Hogan slash Andre the Giant documentary. But they'd rather have given you matches like that where they could sell a whole lot of Hulk Hogan T-shirts than give you the Macho Man versus uh, Ricky Steamboat match. You know, there wasn't as much emphasis on those types of matches. That's why back in the day, WWE had the better production value, but WCW and the NWA had significantly better talent and better matches. And that's the problem today. Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, Impact Wrestling, Lucha Underground, uh, AAW, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, all these other promotions, WXW, XWX, which are both actually promotions icw progress wrestling um, all these different places uh, all japan pro wrestling they are putting on better matches than wwe is because wwe cares about merchandise and cares about taking your money and these people believe in delivering you an amazing product we ought to be focusing our attention on the groups that are giving you something in ring that is actually more fabulous i saw somebody put on facebook the other day they were wondering should smackdown go to three-hour format heck no SmackDown's only two hours as it is, and this week there was 35 minutes of interview segments. Are you kidding me? They already don't know how to budget their time at SmackDown. Raw's even worse with more talking. Stop all the talking, get in the ring, and do some wrestling. That's what Ring of Honor does. That's what New Japan does. That's what Impact Wrestling, Lucha Underground. That's what they all do. That's what WWE needs to start doing. Speaking of what WWE needed to do, didn't do, is they offered for a Hall of Famer. To make an appearance at the Greatest Royal Rumble. But they didn't even get to the stages of giving him an actual offer. He shot them down immediately. Shawn Michaels wanting to uh, keep to his word to the Undertaker. Keep to his promise to the fans. He's done. He's not coming back. But WWE, my understanding is, was willing to make him a substantial offer. To return for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Look, if he was willing to do that little tidbit dance you know, at WrestleMania two years ago. Or three years, whatever it is at this point. I can't see why he couldn't have come out and spent as much time in the ring as Chris Jericho.
0: Like, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.
1: Seriously, he, a couple years ago at Mania, when he came out with Steve Austin and Mick Foley, he got in the ring, he, he did some punching, threw a guy in a turnbuckle, he did the 10 punches, hit sweet chin music, all that stuff. If you could do all that, you could certainly go for two and a half, three minutes in a Royal Rumble. It would have been very special. I understand. I'm not asking him to return, do a full-time deal. Not that he couldn't. I think he still could. But just make an appearance, man. Seriously. I'm a diehard Shawn Michaels fan. That's probably why I'm so frustrated. But, you know, at the end of the day, WWE needs to not let him know they're coming to him with an offer next time. And just show up with the contract and him. And their introduction should be, how does $2 million sound, Shawn? Or how does $4 million sound, Shawn? And that way he has a very little opportunity to say no. I got the impression, he was dispensing this information on x podcast, and uh, I got the impression from the tone of his voice and the way X-Pac was reacting to it, that had he seen a significant number, he would have found it hard to turn it down. And I think that's the way WWE needs to approach it if they ever want to bring him back into the ring. Give him the money number up front so it's really, really hard to turn down. A major star, the big news this week major star return to New Japan Pro Wrestling. We all saw it coming back in January. We've been waiting for it since January. I wrote about it in the latest episode of Infros Corner. Chris Jericho made his return this week to New Japan Pro Wrestling, once again attacking Tetsuya Naito, setting up a match going on in the near future. He bloodied Naito, which is something that New Japan is not huge fans of. They don't usually do the blood thing, but Jericho has been given full creative control over booking his feud, and I think it's a beautiful thing. He shows up at the Greatest Royal Rumble, does his few minutes there, gets the big pop from the crowd, lends credibility to the show, even though the show was terrible, and then he shows up in New Japan. It is exciting to see Chris Jericho do these kinds of angles. My only question is, where does he go from here? So he'll battle Naito. I expect Naito to win, even though I think that's a bad idea. When you, you can't bring Jericho in and have him keep losing. That doesn't work. I think that he should come in. I think that the IWGP Championship will change hands very, very soon. And when it does, follow me on this, because this is one of the other topics for tonight's episode, is that, at the same show after Kazuchika Okada successfully defended the IWGP World Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi he gave Tanahashi some kudos and talked about his next challenger and the next challenger the New Japan Pro Wrestling promotion has announced the mega dream match rematch for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship will be another go around between Kazuchika Okada and Kenny Omega Okada wanted nothing no time limit he said last year at the same show they had a time limit draw he wants no time limit and omega responded with i want two out of three falls so we're going to get both these guys who've put on six and six and a quarter star matches are going to get a two out of three falls no time limit match for the iwgp championship at their next major show and i am expecting at that show for kenny omega to take the iwgp world heavyweight championship he's earned that right in japan And I think that after Chris Jericho, if you book him correctly, he should defeat Tetsuya Naito. Chris Jericho should attack Kenny Omega and face him for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Jericho is a legitimate star over there. He's got a huge crowd reaction. Just listen to them pop. If you look up the video on YouTube, they love him. It would be perfect after his first match with Omega. Now there would be something even bigger on the line, the IWGP Championship rather than the U.S. title. I think that's how you book it. You put Jericho in there, have him beat Naito, and have him attack Omega and challenge him for the IWGP Championship after he defeats Kazuchika Okada. Okada needs to do something Else, And with his star power, his drawing power, give him the Intercontinental Championship in IWGP instead. So he can lend some credibility and legitimacy to that belt too. He doesn't only have to be world champion. He can be a draw in other ways. That's what I think they should do. The Young Bucks, speaking of New Japan and Ring of Honor talents, they were recently doing an interview on the... uh, Chris Jericho's Talk is Jericho podcast talking about whether or not they want to have a WWE run, and they said that's not something that's their goal right now. That's not what they're worried about. They have a brand. It was announced this week they are the first non-WWE talents who have a Funko action figure. That may seem stupid to you, but Funko figures are out there for just about everything, and WWE had cornered the market on Funko figures for wrestling. The Young Bucks have broken that. That's how established they are. That's why, even though it's not one of their goals, I hope at some point we get to see them in a WWE ring because I think it would be a major, major draw. I don't think Vince McMahon realizes what a draw the Young Bucks would be in a WWE ring. Somebody else who'd be a huge draw in a WWE ring is Neville. And unfortunately, this week news broke that Neville has already gotten rid of his location here in the United States and moved back to the United Kingdom. He is closer than ever to leaving WWE officially. And that's kind of sad because he had so much potential. They obviously didn't see what they could have done with him. And that's a shame because he should have been a main event roster player. He is just as big as Finn Balor, physically speaking. And as far as in-ring skill, he may be better than Finn Balor in the ring. This was a huge mess up on their part. He deserved to be in a more prominent role, not just a cruiserweight champion helping you launch that brand. I'm okay with him launching it. He held it too long and didn't get promoted fast enough. He should have been Intercontinental Champion. He should have been United States Champion. He someday should have been World Champion if you booked him correctly. You've done it with Daniel Bryan. You've done it with people the size of Finn Balor. You've done it with people the size of Shawn Michaels. No reason you couldn't have done it with Neville as well. It's a sad, sad day in wrestling when Neville can't get onto a television program more than a kickoff show for a pay-per-view that he didn't even get paid for. I'm just saying. WWE put out a statement this week talking about whether or not Hulk Hogan will be making a return to the company. And as of right now... That is not the case. Now, they are in negotiations. The dialogue is there. The situation has to be right. And right now, it's not the right time nor the right place for Hulk Hogan to return. However, it does seem like it is a very... Uh, good situation going forward and they are closing in on a deal and hopefully diehard wrestling fans will get to see Hulk Hogan contribute in some way now he did something at the Boys and Girls Club in Florida, WWE was watching very closely they commended him for his efforts um, but he has more to do and he needs to get on board with some of the other wrestlers people like Mark Henry who still are not ready to let him in the door without doing more work for, uh, to make amends for his statements that he made uh, in 2015. So we'll have to see where that goes. Moving into our last segment of the night, we're going to talk some backlash. We've got predictions, and we've got the betting odds. So the way we're going to work this is very simple. I will give you the match. I will tell you what the odds are. If anybody wants to pop a, a... comment or give their opinion i will give you the shout out immediately on the show let's see what you guys think is going to happen at this show if you're on live with us right now on going live at 905 the first match we're going to talk about daniel bryan the minus 280 favorite to take on big cass who is a plus 200 what that means is you got to drop 280 dollars to win 100 that uh, daniel bryan's going to win whereas big cass for a hundred dollar bet you would win 200 uh, Daniel Bryan, the heavy favorite in this match. Here's my problem with this match: Daniel Bryan, in a month after being back, has been turned into pretty much just another guy on the roster. All that special feel, all that comeback feel, all that underdog stuff—it's gone already. Why is he in a feud with Big Cass to begin with? He should be in line for something with, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, somebody like that on that level. Unfortunately. Uh, that's not the case. And big Cass is a big returning star as well. And they don't just want to bury his character either. So it puts you in a really tough spot. Like, what are you supposed to do with talent when you've got two guys who've both returned and you want to push them both? I think WWE is going to put Big Cass over in this match. I don't like that. I don't appreciate that. I think Daniel Bryan deserves to win this. I think he needs to go on to face Shinsuke Nakamura sooner than later. That's a match everybody wants to see. But it doesn't seem like WWE is ready to book that just yet. I don't know what you do with Big Cass. But he shouldn't be in a match with Daniel Bryan right now. But I think Cass will pick up the win because Vince loves his big guys and he's trying to push this guy. It's almost like Roman Reigns. He's trying to push Big Cass, even though he's not over with the crowd. So we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. But my prediction, Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass, is that Big Cass defeats Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns, the minus 600 odds on favor to defeat Samoa Joe, who is a plus 400. Um, look, here's the reality. Samoa Joe's moving to SmackDown. They want him to be a main, main player on SmackDown. Roman Reigns is going to be the big dog on Raw for a significant period of time. I don't see a scenario where you're going to see Roman Reigns lose in this match. By the way, got to give the shout out, Kalen. I see Kalen Worthington tuning in. He also sees Cass going over, unfortunately. I agree with you. I think that's that's the problem. We could see it coming. This is the problem with WWE booking. The fans can see some of this coming. Now why look, if I'm wrong and if Brian wins, that's fine because that's what should happen. But then what have you done to Cass? You bring him back just to lose his first feud? That's ridiculous. You should have brought him back and put him against somebody completely different. Uh, The Roman Reigns match, I actually agree with the odds makers. Roman Reigns will win because he's going to stay on Raw and be the big dog. And Samoa Joe is going to become the lead player on SmackDown. I expect Joe to be in in the World Championship picture in short order. But in this particular match... Because of the way it's been booked, which has been very strange, Joe's been getting cheered, Reigns continues to get booed, Joe's calling Reigns out being very honest, Reigns doesn't even look natural as he's complaining on shows, and I just I see that situation not going the way some of us would probably like it to. I'd love to see Samoa Joe win. I think it's going to be Roman Reigns who's going to come out just like the odds makers say. The Raw Women's Championship sees Nia Jax, the new champion and minus 750 favorite, defending against the former champion, Alexa Bliss, the plus 450 underdog. And I can't agree with this more. Nia Jax is going to tear her apart because some point in time this year, Nia Jax is either going to turn heel or Ember Moon will, and they will be feuding for that Raw Women's Championship. But you got to let Nia run with it for a little while so that she can be a legitimate match when Ember Moon gets, Gets promoted into that championship fi- uh, picture. Uh, I have Kalen here again. He's saying, I feel like even though Joe's going to be moving to SmackDown uh, they, they and move him into that WWE title spot, they have to have him beat Roman. I could see why that, that makes a lot of sense. If you're going to promote him, I guess Roman's always in the world title picture, so we could go that route. Um, and then you're boosting Joe. Uh, my concern is, I feel like if you look at the rosters on Raw and SmackDown, Raw has got all the ginormous guys, with the exception of Finn Balor. All the huge guys, the Braun's, the, the, the Lashley's, the Roman reigns, and all those people, and they're going to occupy the world title picture. On SmackDown, you've got a smaller crowd, the AJ Styles, the Miz, stuff like that, and I feel like Shinsuke Nakamura. The body size indicates to me that if you beat Joe here then you could push him immediately there anyways just because he's so much bigger. For anybody who's been a long-term Impact Wrestling fan, the matches between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles way back in the day were just flawless. They were amazing. So I think that... You could easily beat Joe here and still keep him strong just based on the the type of talent he'll be going against on SmackDown. But as Kalen's saying here, I could easily see uh, Roman Reigns taking the loss here. Because if you start putting him on a steamrolling effect of losing repeatedly, then maybe you get him in the good graces of the fans. I just think they need to turn the guy heel. That's what it boils down to. I would actually have him beat Samoa Joe and then waffle the snot out of him with a chair for a while, turning heel in the process. I think that would actually be good for his character. Uh, back on the Nia Jax thing, I, my prediction is Nia Jax will retain the women's championship. We'll go to the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Champion Seth Rollins, the minus 600 favorite over the Miz, who's a plus 400. This one to me is a no brainer. You know, because the United States Championship is, is going to be defended and stay on SmackDown no matter who wins. Whereas the Intercontinental Championship, if the Miz were to win, both championships would be on SmackDown. That's not going to happen. So Seth Rollins has to win this match. My prediction is very simple: Seth Rollins wins the match because he has to. You know, for the United States Championship, he got Randy Orton challenging Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is the heavy favorite to retain. I this one honestly now the 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 odds are close minus one twenty to plus one twenty. That's pretty much a pick 'em. I don't really care. Is that sad? Like I don't even care who wins the the United States Championship match because it's bogus to begin with. Like, there's nothing, there's no intrigue built into the match, I, I don't find it fascinating at all. You know the other matches like that? Carmella defending the Women's Championship on SmackDown against Charlotte. Like, I couldn't care less. And again, they have even odds. Carmella, minus 120, and Charlotte, a minus 120. No one cares. I couldn't care less. We have no Brock Lesnar on the show, so there is no Universal Championship match. However... Oh, I guess I guess somebody somebody just popped up uh, on on the 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 fro the the, the fro hotline uh, asking me to make a prediction on each match. I guess I skipped over officially giving a prediction. Yes, Seth Rollins is my prediction for the Intercontinental Title match, and I think. That Charlotte may actually regain the women's championship in that women's SmackDown match. I think she needs to and hold it the whole rest of the year so that that main event at WrestleMania next year is worth something when she faces Ronda Rousey. Because I don't care what anybody says, I see that being the way to do it. I got Kalen saying, I don't want to see Randy move back into the mid card spot. I want to see Randy move back into the main event spot. I get it. You know what the problem is, though, dude? Seriously, there's a lot of fans out there who feel, like, tired and bored with Randy Orton. I don't, but here's the thing. I I understand that Randy Orton entered the business so young. So he seems old, but the dude's, like, 39 or 40 or something like that. He's not that old. He's really not. He started so young. And so people feel like, oh, he's just been there, done that, done everything. I don't want to see him anymore. And, and thankfully, Kalen's different than that. Kalen wants to see the guy. Uh, he's incredible in the ring. You know, I have so much appreciation for a guy who videotapes himself giving his son an RKO in a swimming pool and posting on YouTube and Facebook. Um, that You know, I, I want to see more Randy Orton, too. I don't know if I like him as a face or a heel. I really don't know. I kind of like both in different days. But... I think, generally speaking, WWE wants to go away from him being in the mid-card, so he may actually lose this mid-card match just so they can elevate him elsewhere as a challenger who sets up other people. Randy Orton versus Samoa Joe has never happened. I'd be all in favor of seeing Orton versus Joe. Think about it. Randy Orton with the kicking people to the head, you know, Samoa Joe with with the submissions, Randy Orton's all tall and lanky. Like there's so much they could do with those two. I really would like to see that. So hopefully Randy Orton does get an opportunity. I think if Joe... Uh, wins his match or if he at least gets established in the match against reigns to be the next challenger for the world championship that randy orton be a great competitor against joe if he takes that title which brings me to the main event of backlash aj styles the uh, world heavyweight champion uh, being challenged by shinsuke nakamura The odds makers in this no disqualification match have Shinsuke Nakamura as the minus 210 favorite to the plus 160 AJ Styles. Those odds are very, very close. Uh, Kalen chiming in saying, do you see Shelton Benjamin getting put into the U.S. title picture after Backlash? I'd put him in at Backlash. I'd put him in the match. What's more is if you're going to put him in, I'd put him in the match and have him win the championship to get both Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy out of that U.S. title picture and let them both move up the card just a little bit. Can you imagine Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura? Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles on a WWE pay-per-view. I know we've seen it in TNA, but that doesn't really count for me. So I would love to see that. Um, In the world championship match though, I'm going against the odds makers. I'm going with AJ Styles to retain the championship, and here is why. I think AJ Styles is is absolutely lined up perfectly to face Samoa Joe for the World Heavyweight Championship. If Nakamura wins, the problem I have is is I still think Joe is going to be the man to carry that championship most of this year. And what that means is he's got to challenge the winner of this match. Now, you could play the card that Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura feuded over the NXT championship and that that's where their bad blood comes from. And I'm fine with that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I think AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, knowing their history from their Impact Wrestling days, is a much better match and one that I think the fans <coughs> excuse me, would like to see a little bit more. So I really hope that WWE does the right thing there and books the match that people probably would like to see just a little bit more. And that would be the AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe match. I'm not knocking Nakamura and Joe, but that match only within the last two years has been done three times in NXT. It's time to move past those two and have AJ be in there with Samoa Joe. They've earned the right to show everybody what they can do as the former Impact guys who have made such (laughs) an impact on WWE. So we'll have to keep an eye on that going forward. That's all the time we have for this episode. Check back with us next episode. We're going to run down all the latest wrestling news and rumors. We'll say, talk about what happens at Backlash, Raw, SmackDown, all those things. Special thanks. As always, go out to bensound.com and purpleplanet.com. They produce all the music or any kind of sound effects we use in any of our shows. Today's podcast is sponsored in part by Bezel Games. Bringing a new friend to family game night is easy with sketchy people. Showcase your artistic side in this new game from Bezel Games by going to www.frowrestling.com and clicking the icon in the middle of the screen to pick up your copy today. And to contact AlleyRepair today for servicing of all your classic skee-ball, pinball, and arcade game needs. If you're looking for your next career move and you're not sure what to do, college, university life, or you just need some direction for that next opportunity, need a little more training, go to our other website at www.frolifeplanning.com for all your higher education needs. As Fro Life Educational Planning is for today, for tomorrow, and for life with Fro Life. I'm Fred Frohlich, better known as Mr. Fro, and I want to thank you for taking a few moments with us this evening for one of our going live episodes. If you're looking for more wrestling news and rumors, there's two places I'm going to direct you to. One is in Fro's Corner for my editorial articles on the world of professional wrestling, and the other is to the Sports Junkies 101. All right, that's one of the one of the websites that gives you the latest and greatest wrestling news, rumors, all of that. TSJ101sports.com, and you can check out everything. Now, of course, they've got everything in the world of Major League Baseball, basketball, football, all that, but your wrestling articles are there as well, so check that out. Until next time, everybody take care and have a great night.